Welcome again to the Let's Be Frank podcast, where home improvement legend and metal roofing expert Frank Farmer talks about how you can improve your sales and customer satisfaction and grow your metal roofing business. Let's Be Frank is brought to you by Metal Roofing Consultants. Learn more at metalroofingconsultants.com and by Isaiah Industries. Learn more at isaiahindustries.com. The put-off customer. We've all dealt with them. You know, you're primed, it's your appointment time, you're going in there, and you walk in and it's like somebody beat them. Almost like they don't want to talk to you. They act disinterested, preoccupied. Wife's off in the kitchen doing dishes. Grumpy old guy says, come on in, or else wants to take you outside. Doesn't want you to get both people together. Got to ask yourself, this happens with quite regularity. Are people all that upset? Why do they act that way? Well, here's why. Customers are leery of you and your product because of its cost, because of all the mixed information they've been receiving from multiple people, from all the mixed up information on the web. You go to five websites, you see five different criteria. They're confused. You see, your customer does want to buy a roof. They'll display a mindset that they're not ready and they're not willing to make a final decision when you're doing your presentation. But you need to have a methodology to handle this hesitation. You see, listening to your customer is just as important as questioning them. You need to be sure you're taking the time to hear their answers rather than half listening while planning your next question or move. Listening closely enough to potential buyers gives you the opportunity to examine their needs, find out their challenges, and find out what are they really after. When you're asking them questions at the beginning of a visit, you know, you know your opening survey, or sometimes we want to find out a few things about what they know, they like, what they want. Let them know that questions go both ways. And I like to do it this way. Folks, I've got some questions for you if that's okay. And if at any time you have questions for me, folks, I'm here for you. This is your presentation. I'm here to help you. This demonstration is for your benefit. But then I have to stop frequently throughout the presentation and ask them, what questions do you have? I don't like the phrase that, do you have any questions? Because when you start a question with do, it's a response that you get from the customer that says no all the time. So I try to use what. When I ask you to get rid of that put-off customer by not using a script. You see, treat your script like a guideline. It's absolutely great to have things scripted. It's not great to sound scripted. You see, when you have those survey and those discovery questions I was talking about up front, you need to really figure out what are their needs. Why am I really here? But don't feel like you got to stick to every word of a question. And some of the worst surveys that I've heard salespeople do, and I've trained hundreds of them, is when they think they have to read a question. 
How about you take your questions and turn it into bullet points so you look down and you see something and it might the word keyword might be ventilation. Instead of asking them pre-planned ventilation questions, you know you want to talk about ventilation. So you talk about ventilation, not a question, and you're questioning for understanding and you're listening for understanding to ask your next for the question. I'm also going to ask you to take your cues from the customer. If they show interest in a specific area, dig deeper. Don't keep trying to dig where there's no interest from the customer. That's scripted. That's called failure. You see, you have many sales tools at your disposal. <clears throat> but one of the most powerful tools that you're going to have is the power of the demonstration. Delivering impactful sales demonstration is not as easy as it may seem. See, because it takes practice, lots of practice, and it takes refinement. And it's only through that practice and that refinement that you're going to learn a presentation that is just spot on. And when you know that presentation cold, it's then that you can focus on your customer's behavior, reaction to your words, their body language. And then you pull everything together, and now you're doing a masterful presentation. Focus on what piques their interest. Cater to them. Do all you can to get your customer to view the demo as a valuable use of time by approaching the demo from your customer's point of view. And that point of view is approaching your demo through solutions. Anticipate their questions. Anticipate their concerns. Ask them for questions. Ask them about their concerns. Look, look them in the eyes when they have hesitations and ask them. I, I sense there's some hesitation in what I just said. Speak to me about that. And they, they'll start talking and you got to get dialogue on. When you see that the customer's hesitant, when you see that they're not participating with you, you can't continue to go on. I think we need to inspire our customers with our confidence. See, Inspire. If you look it up, inspiration, a feeling of enthusiasm you get from someone or from something that gives you new and creative ideas. It's difficult to inspire somebody if you just keep talking about the same thing or talking about something that they already know. So bring your knowledge, bring your A game to help that customer solve problems, which first of all, you got to find out what other problems they're trying to solve. Now I'm going to tell you something. Nothing starts an inspired presentation better than a great big smile. A big, warm, healthy smile. And before I get into what makes a successful inspirational sales demo, we need to understand the difference between a sales demo and a product demo. While both of these demos focus on explaining your product and its features, the end goal is quite a bit different between the two. With a product demo, the aim is to walk your customer through your roof features so they can understand the roof. With a sales demo, which is what we want to do, the goal is to impress your customer and move them through the emotional cycle to close the sale on a roof. Quite a bit different goals. So what makes an inspirational sales demo effective? First of all, having a roadmap. Having a roadmap laid out for the customer. 
Because without it, the customer's thinking, you're going to do what the last guy did. They don't know. The last guy may have walked in, asked a couple of questions, said, I'll go outside, I'll be right back in, came in five minutes later, took out a business card, wrote a number on it, and said, give me a call if you have an interest. You don't know what they did. But if that's the only exposure they had to a roofing person, then that's what they're expecting from you. So it's important that you have a roadmap laid out that gives them what the agenda is going to be. Give an example. We ask, did they tell you what I would be doing today? Customers are like, yeah, they'll name off a few things that the appointment center would happen. And then we just take charge and we say, I'd like to sit down with the two of you and find out what you're looking for, what you've seen, what you like, what you don't like. And then I'm going to go outside and I'm going to measure and I'm going to inspect the roof. When I come in, I'm going to bring some equipment in and we're going to get a chance to evaluate the home, evaluate your attic, and see if it's even ready for a permanent roof. Then we'll sit down and we're going to look at what we discovered and find out the best product for you. Does that sound okay? Now, they have a complete agenda in front of them. With that agenda, they're not lost. Otherwise, they're trying to figure out how long are we going to be here? What's he going to do next? And that's not where you want their attention. You need to gather all the insights you can from your customer. And that's going to come from discussions with them. That's going to come from your outside inspection, your inside inspection, and your attic inspection. And your customer needs to be engaged in each phase of that. And to keep them engaged, we need to use phenomenal visuals, the best visuals that you possibly can have. Samples. And I want to talk about samples just for a minute. Whether it's parts and pieces or whether it's a full board of, your, uh, of a shingle, folks, you have one opportunity to impress people. And those samples better be very clean. They better be very neat. Think about if you were to go look at a brand new car and you went on the lot and the car was still covered with road dirt because there had just been a storm and the water had been splashing up on these cars from the road and dried on it. And the salesman said, oh, don't worry about that. Yours isn't going to look like that. You do not have a good opinion of that dealership. When you show people dirty samples, scratch samples, dented samples, worn out samples, they do not have a good opinion of you. They can't. You see, you have one opportunity to be first rate with that customer. First rate in samples, first rate in pictures, first rate in videos that you're going to show these tools will help you spur interest and convey ownership. These provide tangible evidence of what you're saying. Next, you want to make sure your customer's hands-on. That's going to keep them participating. You're constantly handing things to them. It's very, very important. This is going to generate interest and establish a sense of ownership of the roof with your customer. They start looking at it, then they start asking questions. How does this go on? How does this go on? And pretty soon they start getting excited. And you can show them how things lock together and how things form together and how they're held and where it goes. And they start to visualize this on their house. What's happening is they're taking ownership. It's no different than going to a car lot. A skilled salesperson will ask you a lot of questions. 
and then let you look at a car and let you ask questions. And then they want to put you in a driver's seat because at that point, you're visualizing your driving. It's yours. You like the way it feels. You like the way it smells. The seat feels really comfortable. This is a great car. That's how we get people feeling about roofs is we put it in their hands and help them understand how this thing goes together. During this whole process of presentation, you get an opportunity to prove your products will solve their problems. You're showing them. It's in their hands. They're asking questions. And you also get a chance to see if you're connecting. Because if you're explaining to them and they're not getting it, they're not connecting, you're not going to help them because you didn't provide a solution. At least they didn't see it. And reading that customer gives you an opportunity to see, am I reaching them? I want you to remember, the lady buys. They buy you first before they buy the roof. But the lady buys. They like you when you value what they say by paying attention to them. One of the things that we regularly do is record presentations to listen to. And I'm cringing many times I'm listening to presentations from sales reps where they ignore the wife. And I just want to, I want to scream because it is just so obvious. And if it's so obvious to me, imagine how obvious that is to the female. The female buys. They're making the decision. When she starts asking questions, you need to get to the heart of what her concerns are by asking questions that force her to give specific answers, not closed-in questions that require yes and no. You want open-ended questions that force her to talk more, and you peel the onion with questions to get down to what they're really asking. Women ask questions different than men. Give you an example. Driving with my wife recently, and we're going down the highway, and she says to me, do you got to pee? No, no, don't. And I go zooming right past the rest area, only to see that she gets upset. Now, to me, that doesn't seem fair. To her, she asked the question, and I didn't stop. What she was really saying was, hey, I got to pee. But they ask questions different. They come at it from a different angle. Make sure when a woman starts asking questions that you really understand you need to ask the second and third one. It's not that they're stupid. It's not none of that. It's conditioning of society and how they approach things. Many times they don't approach them head on. So beware. Now, I'm going to tell you, in presentations, keep them simple. Few things irritate people more than having their time wasted. Avoid rushing through your sales demo and attempt to show someone every single feature. I would rather you take your time on the features that matter than try to rush through and catch every single feature because all of them don't matter to your customer. See, your customer is going to be deluged with information if you handle, try to give them everything, even things that they don't have. And I've heard people say, no, I know you don't have a valley, but I'm going to explain to you how this valley goes into the guy. Oh my gosh, would you just save me, please? Shoot me in the head. Instead, Highlight only the features that are most relevant to them and their situation. Take cues from that customer, as I said earlier. If they show interest in a feature, dive in much deeper. If you can tell they're losing interest, be prepared to adjust. 
Quit talking about it. Adjust your pace. Stand up. Do something. Get them involved. Put something in their hands. But something has to change. Your demo should be a conversation between you and the customer, not a one-way street. You involve them by asking questions and explaining key points and actions. Make the demo as interactive as you can. Asking questions throughout the demo can help you gauge someone's feelings about your product. You'll even pick up how they feel about you, about your company, with the type of questions that they're asking. You can see that they might be asking doubtful questions. And many times I've stopped and said, you know, I, I get a sense here that something's off. And I'll ask them about what I'm sensing and pull that out. If I don't, they continue with that thought process. And I need them to trust. You see... We need to explain what we're doing. And I'm going to say this one sounds really, really simple, but I find customers get really lost if you rush through all the features too quickly. We've got to make sure that they're with us. I've listened to many sales presentations, and I hear guys talking about the Gable Rake Edge and the Eve Edge, and I'm wondering, that customer even know what a Gable is? I'd rather you say, you know, we're talking about the piece of metal that goes from down near your gutter up to the top near your ridge. And you'll hear the customer say, oh, yeah, yeah, I know. And But every time I hear them talk about a gable rake edge, I don't ever hear the customer say anything. That tells you they're not understanding. We need to take it to their level. Sometimes we use our own vernacular. We don't need to. We need to talk the way the customer is, and that is simple. And I'm going to ask you to do demos for an eighth grader. That's the level that I want you to demo at. You don't need to know how smart you are. They don't need to know your fancy terms. Matter of fact, that all hurts you. Help them understand. Communicate so that they understand. It is so easy for you to slip in autopilot when you know your product very well. But your customer doesn't have that own familiarity. Slow yourself down. Explain each step. Make sure they're with you. Every time you explain something, make sure they got it. Make sure you hand something to them. Make sure they're engaging. Your customer's always going to appreciate you making the effort to include them. They'll really appreciate when you slow down and make sure that they, they understand. See, your customer needs to ha have some questions answered in their mind. I call those the why questions. Why is this roof better than the competitor's? Why do current owners swear by your roof? Why is your roof the best one suited for me? They need to have that in their head. Last thing I want to leave you with is when you demo a customer, especially one that is, as I call, put off, show respect to that customer. Show the utmost respect. They're going to start to see you different, and that is the key. See, they're not necessarily put off by you. They're put off by the sales process. They're put off by salesmen. And when you can be, when you can do a demo in their house and be so courteous and kind and take a cloth out of your case, a velvety cloth or very soft towel and lay it on their table before you ever put anything on their table. It just shows the utmost respect for your customer by putting out that protective cloth. When you do that, I want you also to treat your parts and pieces like 
their diamonds and gold and jewels. No slamming them, handing them carefully, treating them with respect, cleaning them as you're putting them away. And the customer starts to see you as something different than a salesperson. I can tell you, when you learn how to handle that put-off customer instead of ignoring them, or worse yet, not demoing them, when you learn to demo them and understand why they're put off, you're going to have much greater successes. I truly hope you've enjoyed this visit. That's all for this episode of Let's Be Frank. Let's Be Frank is brought to you by Metal Roofing Consultants, training successful metal roofers nationwide. Learn more at metalroofingconsultants.com and by Isaiah Industries, in the business of manufacturing the very best permanent roofing solutions for homes across North America and around the world. Learn more at isaiahindustries.com. Let's Be Frank is a production of Metal Roofing Consultants, copyright 2023.